welcome. You've turned into Rockstar Millennial Spotlight, featuring Katherine Spitznagel, professional coach, speaker, and author of the book, Rockstar Millennials, Developing the Next Generation of Leaders. On this show, we'll feature millennials who represent this high-energy, creative, and entrepreneurial generation, and spotlight Rockstar Millennials who are living their purpose, helping others, and making a difference right where they are. Please join me in welcoming our host, Katherine Spitznagel. Hi, and welcome to Rockstar Millennials. This is Katherine Spitznagel, your host, and today we are honored to have Miss Asia with us. Asia, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, I am Asia Washam. I am a person committed to living my best life and evolving to the highest version of myself. I am a fashion consultant and stylist. I'm also a mom of four children (laughs) and just an awesome person. (laughs) (laughs) And I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. So uh, when did you start your business? Tell us about that. I've had the Uncommon Life officially for about two years. I started it uh, after I relocated to Peoria. And and where'd you come from? And then what was the impetus for it? Yeah, I'm originally from, I was born in New Jersey. And then I grew up, so I spent half of my life in New Jersey, half of my life in Atlanta. And so I started, then I moved to Peoria. And I started The Uncommon Life because I was really in a season of my life where I was married. I was a mother and I was on, I had this yearning in my, in like my spirit. I felt like it was a calling asking me like, who is Asia? And at that Mm -hmm. time I was doing a lot of growth and development and I was talking to a coach and she directly asked me that question. Who are you? And I started saying, oh, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, Mm -hmm. I'm this, I'm that. And she was so kind to me. She let me get it all out. She let me finish. And then she said, that's great, but I still have no idea as to who you are. Right. And I was stunned by the response because many times we just we lead with, with our titles and our roles. And so right. it was a catalyst for me to really figure out who I am as a person, as a woman outside of all of these assigned roles that I have currently. Mm-hmm. And you've got a lot of them with four children. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so tell us about uh, fashion, about being a stylist. How did you gravitate yeah. there? So I love, if you've ever met me, you know I have a really big <laughs> personality. I love big color. I, I'm the one in the room that's wearing either the sparkly dress or the brightest color dress you've ever seen. And so it's always been something that I've enjoyed. As a little girl, my mom would say that I would love to put on these elaborate dresses. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go outside to play. I didn't want to do all of those things. I wanted to just look nice. I didn't want to be dirty. And so I think it's just something that's ingrained in who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. My grandmother um, is very stylish. and just a fabulous person. And so I think it, it may just be like in my DNA, but I love to help women to see themselves differently. Mm-hmm. And so that is really why I started to style women because I could see who mm-hmm. they were 
more clearly than they could. And sometimes if you, you know, just dress up yourself a little bit differently, you see yourself differently and you begin to walk and talk and really embody who you are as a person. Yes. And so I think you've just hit on that, but tell us what your, what's your purpose as you develop this, the uncommon life? My purpose is to help women to find their way back to themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I do that. Uh, one way I do that is through fashion styling mm-hmm. um, and just connecting. I love hearing women's stories. I'm fascinated by the journey that got people to where they are currently. Mm-hmm. And so I think I I have a, a quality of connection um, yes. with people and uh, allowing them permission to be exactly who they are. So I think that that's my purpose. Yes. And you do some of this through um, wardrobing and um, organizing. Tell Absolutely. Us, yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I've had ladies who they, they hired me to come in. Um, and what we do first is go through their closet. Mm-hmm. I see who they are as a woman. Um, actually, as pre-work to that, I actually have them send me pictures of who they aspire to be. And so yes. that really kind of gives me a mode of, of what they you know, envision themselves as like the mm-hmm. grandest version of themselves yeah. um, where they pull their inspiration from. And from there, I start to kind of gather their personality. Um, a lot of it is just instinctual. I'm really just a person that goes by my gut. And mm-hmm. then I'll come into their space and I'll just start to go through their closet. A lot of times as women, we'll hold on to things or I'll fit that later or I'll get back into that. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, don't focus on the size or necessarily what the the clothing <clears throat> represents to you, mm-hmm. but I kind of want to unpack and get a little bit deeper as to how you feel when you wear the clothes. So we try on clothes mm-hmm. and I really focus on the fit. So how you walk and look in the clothes. And if it's not a good fit, then I put it in the possible donate pile. We talk about it. Um, and then if it does fit, then I start to just create a look based on the pictures that they sent me, based on the conversations that we've had, and I understand who they are and what they want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And I just create custom looks for them, either within their current closet, or I can do personal shopping to bring those items in. Yes, and you do some of both Yep, for people. Mm-hmm. It depends on what they need eventually, because... Uh, some people, um, budget-wise, they need to start with what they have. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, I, I'm ready to just to branch out and do, do some new things. So it really is customizable to the to the client and really, you know, what they need. Mm-hmm. Tell us about a success story. You've worked with so many mm-hmm. women at different phases of their lives. What are What are some that stand out for you? I did have a client who I went in her closet and I really saw a lot of times the, the thing with fashion is we, we think that it has to match. It has to be in a perfect bubble. And so I kind of pushed the boundary on that. And so she was really comfortable with, I call matchy matchy. Like she, everything yeah. had to go perfectly. Everything yeah. had to look. And so I would find things that didn't go um, 
together or things that kind of pushed her out of her comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And she was actually pretty shocked that I found these things in her closet and the way that I put them together. We took pictures of the outfits, we took pictures of her wearing the outfits. Mm -hmm. And she really just felt empowered Um, because fashion is one of those things that, that can be a little scary if you're not really... Um, something it's not something that's natural to you it can be a little right. scary and intimidating um, but I made it more practical and more feasible and she really felt that she didn't need to go by a whole new wardrobe that she really had items that she can use to kind of build upon that and so I really enjoyed that because it shows you that sometimes you have exactly what you need and I love that that's a great message too you're also very good at, at helping people move out of their comfort zone and mm-hmm. how'd you learn that? Say that with me one more time. You're very good at helping people move out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're very comfortable with that. And you, you mm-hmm. help other people get comfortable with that. Tell me how you learned that. How did that evolve? Because that's a I gift. Think thank you. I think it's first just personal experience. Mm-hmm. I um I just have the motto that you can do and be whatever you want to be mm-hmm. and I credit that partially to my mom because as a young child she would tell me you can be anything you want you can do anything you want um, and so that's kind of a part of like my mental talk so whenever I'm afraid whenever I'm shaking in my boots I always know that I can do whatever I want to do and so I think that because I do that I give other people permission to do that. And because I do that and it's authentic, then people feel safe in my space because I don't come from a place of trying to make them be anything outside of who they are. Mm-hmm. And I can clearly see people differently than many times they see themselves. And so I'm always just challenging and pushing and coaching people yes. to be that vision that they desire to be and be ultimately the vision that I know that they can be. Mm-hmm. And so I just listen to people and really I hear them, I feel them, and I connect with them. And so I basically encourage them to be who they already are. Mm-hmm. And who they want to be. And you see mm-hmm. that. You see that vision mm-hmm. uh, for them. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me, you know, this is um, this is a career where you're pouring a lot into other people and lifting them mm-hmm. up and, and helping them grow. And then you have mm-hmm. four children that mm-hmm. you are also you know, lifting them up and, and helping them grow. How do you blend all of that and and how do you motivate or how do you uh, rejuvenate you. I'm very protective of my personal space. And so I've gotten very comfortable with saying no. I've gotten very comfortable with being unavailable for things. Um, if I need to refill my cup, I am a big, I believe in rest. And so I will take a nap. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also will take a step back and go to those things that bring me joy. And so I know if I'm exhausted or if I have given too much, that it's important that I take a step back. I also have some amazing accountability partners around me. One of them, <laughs> which is my mother, who will say, you need to rest, sweetie. Mm-hmm. I don't always want to hear it when she says <laughs> it, but she... Um, 
she will encourage me to take care of myself. And Mm -hmm. also I just, I cultivate self-care. And so I listen to myself. Mm -hmm. I listen to what I want. I listen to what I need. And I feel like the more I listen, the more I trust myself and Mm -hmm. the more I make myself a priority. And which is so good to hear. I mean, we, we need to hear that and we need to see um, people who do that well. And, and you're one of those. You listen to other people, but you also listen to you. And mm-hmm. so what are those things that, that bring you joy? What are those things um, when you think about your self-care? Rest is one. Uh, what else is that for you? I love to create. I I can see a purse. I can see a vision of something and I just build upon it. I love art. I love music. And so I literally will sit in my room sometimes and just turn on music and just sing at the top of my lungs. (laughs) And I find that when I do that, I really just relax and release and um, I really, I used to exercise and it's yes. something that I need to get back into. Um, but that's also a way that I, I do self care, but I, I will sleep. I will sleep. I will rest. I mm-hmm. meditate a lot. Meditate. Um, so I connect spiritually. I pray a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ask for guidance mm-hmm. as to what I need to do and, and how I need to do it. And so I think a balance of creation, um, getting inspiration and then also my spiritual practices really help ground me and and keep me connected. Mm -hmm. So tell me what's next. What's next for Asia? What's next for me? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) That a girl. I, (laughs) I love to, to constantly just check in with myself. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as the uncommon life goes, I, um, I've taken a, a somewhat of a step back because it is so demanding, um, of myself. And I do also do, um, I work as a financial representative as well. So that's what I do in conjunction to that. Mm-hmm. But if my vision for the uncommon life is really just to, to grow it. I feel like it's a seedling right now. And it needs to be like nurtured and cultivated and really grown so that everybody knows and everybody understands that you're a number one priority and you should see yourself and behave yourself in that way. So where can people find you if they want to learn more about the uncommon life? You can find me at www.livelifeuncommonly.com um, all over social media at livelifeuncommonly.com. And if you kind of want to get some behind the scenes of who I am as a person, you can find me on Instagram at it's Asia B. <laughs> Wonderful. So tell us what uh, what encouragement do you have for other millennials? Walk your walk, live your life. Mistakes are okay as long as you learn the lesson, and just continue to grow and learn. And as long as you're breathing, you can still do, be, and have whatever you want. Well said. Well said, Miss Asia. Thank you. Thank you for joining thank us today. You. And thank you to all of our listeners. So glad to have you along with us. You can find us at rockstarmillennials.com. Don't miss a podcast. Be sure and subscribe. 
You can also find us on iTunes and YouTube. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk soon. To share your thoughts about this episode, subscribe to future podcasts, submit a discussion topic, or shine a light on a rock star millennial in your world. Contact Catherine Spitznagel at rockstarmillennials.com and click on Contact Us.